There's a little bit of music there for you today. Uh, coming at you on a Sunday afternoon, or Sunday morning, excuse me. Uh, from Gainesville, Florida. This is a powwow with Pops. Uh, today I will be interviewing a friend of mine, uh, an old manager of mine. Uh, someone, I'm not quite sure how long I've known him now. I guess we'll have to talk about that and figure it out. I mean, I know I remember seeing him for years prior to meeting him, and I know we met each other through various friends over the years until we ended up working together at Common Grounds and um, a couple other places. Uh, and uh, today what we're going to be doing is uh, he is in charge of the Woolies downtown, uh, which is getting prepared for the Fest 14 this weekend, which everybody in town is very excited about, and I am too, actually, I'm working it for the first time in five years, uh, really looking forward to see the bands and all the people coming into town, um, really uh, also looking forward to uh, hopefully run into a lot of old friends this weekend, that's what I'm looking forward to doing, uh, connecting, reconnecting with a lot of my old friends, um, and working with some of my old friends as well. Uh, so today we're going to be doing, talking with the, uh, my interviewee uh, about uh, what he's doing, what he's done, where he's from, um, and whatever else we come across, I guess. Uh, whatever happens, happens. Uh, I'm trying to keep the show as open and comfortable and relaxed as possible and trying to not really put any themes behind it, really. It just seems like everything's working out the way that it is. So I'm not going to try to put anything on it. I appreciate y'all listening. And uh, I'd say we're going to be starting this interview up in a few minutes. And I'll be meeting up with uh, Jeremy Murdoch today. Um, so um, we'll be speaking with these folks in just a few minutes. Uh, I hope you're looking forward to it as much as I am. All right, folks, here we are. That's right. Uh, we are at the Woolly downtown. That noise you hear is the actual actual assembly of the stage that Mr. Murdoch has been so lucky to have done, what, two years in a row now? Uh, I've been at the Woolly since this will be my second fest here. Okay. Um, I started at the Woolly probably about a month and a half or so before last fest. So last fest definitely like a crunch crash course in like what I'm gonna be doing. Right. Like right as soon as I got here. Okay. Okay. Uh, and I was as I was telling y'all earlier, uh, Mr. Murdoch. Also, I, like I said, I wasn't quite able to figure out the years. I'm, I'm guessing 10 years, 10, 12 years I mean, now. We've probably, probably been, we've probably like been friends for 10 years. Yeah. Known each other. Yeah, because yeah. he worked at a, a local uh, smoke shop slash clothing store slash record store slash skateboard shop, which was a cool place. I, I thought it was an awesome place. I yeah, kind of really dug it. I always looked at it, and you know, it's pretty straightforward. It was one of those things that was perfect for the time in Gainesville. Right. It was before he went to Facebook, so he didn't have event pages everywhere. So it was a good place to go and find out what the hell was happening in town. Like we had a dedicated area for flyers and posters, and you know we let the community police themselves with it. You know, like we didn't have we, we 
Yeah. They, they took down the racist stuff, but beyond that, like, <laughs> yeah, you're right. like uh, beyond that, it was a fair game for anyone. Yeah, that's funny you said that because Matt Hughes was even, I interviewed him the other night, and he was talking about, like, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, stuff going on. That's, that's funny. See, even, even those assholes were even douchey enough to go into a store that most, most definitely was not inviting them in to put down their racist literature. So Gainesville at one point was kind of wacky with all the silly bonehead Jacksonville dudes that were coming around here. But, yeah, for sure. Um, so how long did you, how long did you, did you, did you know the person that owned that store? Did you start that store? The way, that, the, the way that all of it all came about, and it's kind of funny, is like every job I've ever had is directly connected to the job I had before in one way or another. Right. Like, uh, you know, I went to, you know, I'm born in D.C., moved around a bunch, lived out in California for a little while, moved back to D.C., moved to Daytona, like, like bouncing around all through like the Traveling 80s and there. 90s, yeah. And, uh... So I, I ended up after you know spending years in Daytona. I think I moved to Daytona the last time in like 1990. Okay. So it was cool because like you know I got to grow up in DC area during the late 80s or early yeah, 90s yeah. period where you know, pretty influential music going on. Yeah. Got to see all of that. I moved down here. Went to high school down in New Smyrna, just south of Daytona. And while I was there, became good friends with like. Uh, guys like Ryan Murphy. Yeah. Uh, a couple, couple of guys. Oh, that, so you uh, know them from down there. Yeah. Okay, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't uh, know they put that together. Ryan Murphy and I took uh, this, like, experimental college course together. We were, like, in each other's class every day for two years. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I went down, like, two, like I graduated from New Smyrna in 94, went to community college out there. So I was, I was in Daytona until about 96. And in 96, I moved here. And when I moved here, like, in Daytona, there was a bar called the Black Eyed Susan, mm -hmm. which was basically the place we would all hang out at if we were in Daytona. Right. Like, it, when it was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, good friends of mine, Jason Killian and Aaron Lewis, ran it. Uh, other really good friends of mine. good shows there, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I mean, think it was, I remember going, seeing a couple good shows Yeah, there. I mean, like, stuff that you would see at Hardback, yeah, you would see, see at Black there. Eyed Susan. Okay, yeah, um, So, and a couple of, like, friends of mine, Miles... Dixon and Ray Fernandez worked at Black Eyed Susan, and I was, I was too young to work there, but I still you know, helped them out with whatever right. I could and shit like that. So I got to be really good friends with the Black Eyed Susan guys, and then when I moved up here to go to school at UF... Um, what did you go to come up here to go to school for? Uh, I started off in philosophy and realized that the philosophy department at the University of Florida was a bunch of shit, okay. so I ended up changing it to anthropology. Okay. So, digging in the dirt. Right on. <laughs> but, uh, so, uh, yeah, so then I came up here and I, you know, I met back up with Miles. Miles was living here at the time and Ray was living here at the time. And they were all working at Smoke. And yep. so, you know, I'd go in and hang out with them and bullshit. And uh, one night I, uh, I quit my job at Quincy's and was pretty bored with it and went over and was hanging out with those guys overnight because on the weekends they were 24 hours. I mean, at that point, they were 24 hours all the time. But, but anyway, so they ended up, you know, after me hanging out for like two or three hours, they were like, we need an overnight manager. You just want to come in and start working right. there? And I was like, well, sure, man. So, <laughs> and then just being, just to see, that's the thing, that's kind of one of the, that's kind of something I wanted to kind of talk about, just throw in real quick, 
just getting the, the idea of what Gainesville, how kind of Gainesville works. Yeah. You know, you can come into this town and really not know that many people, maybe know just one or two people. And even if you don't get a job right away, if you just come around and show your face and hang out, and if you're interested in what you're really interested in, saying like sure. doing stuff like that, get Absolutely. into that kind of stuff, music, DJing, anything else, if you just stick around and you just put yourself out there, it's gonna happen for you because sure. you're you're opening up yourself to opportunity to do that. Absolutely. So I just want to say Gainesville has a lot of that, but sorry, go ahead. No, no, but absolutely, you make a great point. Um, but like, so, and then, you know, going from, I worked at Simpson for a long time. We opened up a little, like, convenience store at the old uh, drive through there. I remember that. that was a disaster. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the cigarette but, part was cool because it was right there. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and then, uh, but then, like, you know, when I wrapped up there, uh, you know, basically, like, I was looking for something to do. And I happened to bump into like, you know, uh, Naomi and Nigel over right after they had moved to the, the downtown common ground. And they were like, yeah, well, come far back here. And I started off far backing at, at uh, common grounds, I think it was 2005. Mm-hmm. And, you know, before I knew it, I was the bar manager and I was there yeah. every day. Like it was, it was for, a full-time job. So how long did you do that for? How long was Common Grounds for? I was there from 2005 until, I think they moved downtown in 2004. Yeah. Yes, 2004 they moved downtown. I started in 2005, early part of 2005, and I was there until the end. And uh, you know, it was great. Worked at Common Grounds, loved it. It was probably my favorite job I've ever had just because we were all such fuck-ups. And we, I miss it. We, miss we, it as well. we did a really good job despite ourselves. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's so, kind of good we do it now. Yeah, no kidding. Man, that's just <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Five years later, and a little bit of there's a lot of different. I mean, it's, it's funny if you look back. Like that place would be. I mean, even. Oh yeah. It'd be. I mean, I feel a lot. I feel the same way about smoke. I'm like, I can't believe the shit you got away with right. there. You know, but <laughs> at the same time, it's hilarious. And we're still alive to talk about Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, and then, like, you know, after Common Grounds closed down, I worked over at Double Down for a while. Uh, they changed the name to High Dive. And, uh, you know, that didn't last as long as I, would, I had hoped. But, yeah. you know, I have, you know, I have no the wills toward those guys. No, totally. I, I really enjoyed working with them in some in many respects. In other respects, you know, hey, I'm they're, fucking, do, you know. they're doing the business. They want to do it. Yeah, exactly. The they want to do it, you know. And uh, after... After that, I did a three-year stint over at the Phillips Center, where I was a stage supervisor for the majority of the time there, and that's where I kind of like picked up all the like tech shit yeah. from, and which in turn made me the perfect candidate for this job when it came around. So okay. it's all kind of been like you know one thing has influenced the other, the, other yeah. the entire time I've been here, which is good. I mean, you no, know, it's like kind of it's kind of neat. Learning. I had. Music is music. Um, I, I, have you ever played in a band or anything? I when I was in high school in the New Smyrna area, Daytona area, yeah. I was in a band for a little while, sang for them. But for the most part, like the most musically speaking, the DJing was always kind of the thing I was really okay. into. Um, but I mean, but you're, you're but see, I, as far as I've known you, you, you've always been pretty varied in your musical taste. Oh, absolutely. Like you, 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 see, you're, you seem very well schooled on absolutely from old school shit. To I, I, my philosophy on music is quite different, I think, from a lot of people. I think you know a lot of folks are 
you know, categorical, categorical yeah, yeah, like categorize what they like yeah. to listen to. And I've always kind of been just kind of like, you know, broad stroke. I kind of yeah. enjoy a little bit of everything. You were know. you were you introduced to a lot of? Because like for me, I the reason why like I explain to people why I like say punk rock and hip hop are so important to me yeah. is that I was introduced to them at the same time. Yeah, it, at the exact same time, which was to me, and even that like it was like 1983. So when it hit me, and I was at that age where music really was like, holy shit, it got a, a feel right, out right, of right, it. Right. And I was hit with these two things. I was like, holy shit, they're both the same fucking thing. Well, and that's that's the thing. Like when I like I was saying, like I grew up in D.C. and like right about the time where I was starting yeah, to like learn about music, yeah. you know, yeah. like we would go to punk rock shows and hang out and, you know, you know, do the whole punk thing. And then when that finished, we'd go ha- hang out at the Go-Go clubs yeah. and check out, you know, Go-Go. And yeah, yeah. And, like, like, nobody thought anything of it. Like, it wasn't, like, a thing where, like, you know, oh, we're going to this different thing now. Like, yeah, was, yeah. And it was, like, that kind of mentality, I think, kind of always stuck with me, like, everywhere I went. Like, even when I was in Daytona, you know, I was going to hip-hop shows and doing that. But then I was also at all the ska and metal shows and, like, you know. That's interesting because I... It's, uh, for some reason, something just popped in my head, and just because I mean, I grew up in Sarasota, Florida, and I can remember growing up, and it was just like everybody I knew just liked one type of music, like yeah, it couldn't be anything, and it was like multitudes, like it was very rare that you would come. And and the funny thing is, and that just kind of shows you, I think, why maybe Gainesville attracts the scene that it does. Sure, sure. Is that the people that I was attracted to? And Sarasota, that w- were the same way, I guess, musically, were this, a lot of the same people that moved to Gainesville. And I, right. you know what I mean? Like, right, right, right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's, some, there's something about, and, that's, and this is why this artist, the, being artists and musicians and people that are in doing this stuff, and how important it is, you know, to, to let people know that like, Gainesville is that kind of place where you can come to and, and be in. Well, you can do anything home. here. Yeah. And there's, you know, you have, you have a lot of opportunities. Like, despite, like, for how small Gainesville yeah. really is, there are a lot of opportunities for you to do whatever the hell you want to do, I you know? I was in Tallahassee yesterday. This place yeah. is huge. And I was just like, there's really nothing. Yeah, there's like nothing bars going and on. about it, yeah. I mean, there was more stuff going on there in the late, in the mid-90s. Sure. Than it seems like yeah. there is now. It's kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it, it is huge compared to here, sure. I think. Yeah. But, um, okay, well... That was a good history. That was a nice history, too, and it was nice and quick. Thank you very no much. No problem. <laughs> no, because sometimes I know it's hard to kind of lay out your, your your work history, especially in a town like this. I mean, yeah. mine, I wouldn't even start because it's like, yeah. it doesn't. Yeah, I mean. And it's the, like an ADHD brain. It's just all over the place. I don't know. Like, like one of the things is I look back on all of that, that I kind of, it, it, I don't know. It, I always take a little bit of pride in, I guess. Just is that, like, it's funny because, you know, like, like if you were to told me when I was, like, 15 years old going to, like, ska shows and going to see Lex and Jake and shit in Daytona, yeah. you're going to tell me, like, almost 20 years later, I'm going to be going to these dudes' weddings, hanging out with them. Right, right, like, right. you know, like, it wasn't, and not, like, a fanboy style. It's just, like, I, you know, like, I became friends with Chris. Just it's like a half Outside of right? what the thing was. Yeah. I became friends with Roger outside yeah. of and Buddy and, like, all those guys. And so, like, you know, like, you know, occur, occasionally it'll dawn on me, it'll be like, man, you know, had I known what I know now when I was 15 years old, I probably would have blown my own mind Dude, just I, from, like, I say the same who, who I've been able to meet and hang out with and, you know, like, do shit with. It's pretty awesome. That's, and, and that's why I was, and I always make the point on the show to, to talk about the, uh, 
the reason for it is to, to, to reconnect with uh, all my friends here in town, you know, yeah. to, because um, I mean, like, everyone has their stories that it, it, unfortunately there are times when I haven't been able, I don't go out, I don't see things. So this helps me connect with, with everybody sure. and what they, you know, like their version of stuff and the things that they see. Well, yeah, I mean, Sorry, under the stage. No, he, he's, yeah, he's at work. He's doing it. Um, yeah, it's, it's one of those things, like, you know, when I first got in here, like, you know, we were talking about, like, DJing, like, you know, I DJed from in town here from probably, like, 1996 till probably around, like, 2008. And that was regularly. And, and, and would you, what places did you DJ at? Um, I did, I had a residency at Simon's, but oh, wow. we were... It was me, a friend of mine, Doug, Doug Blyton, Captain Bly, uh, another good friend of mine, Seth, DJ8, and, uh, you know, there was other guys, too. There was, like, uh, Blizz, who was Travis, and Dimitri, who was DMT, but, you know, we kind of rotated in and out um, up on the up, up upstairs yeah. on the on the roof. So you and got then, some good stories. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I got to hang out with De La Soul and shit, like, you know, just DJing, like, yeah. out, having, like, you know, Maceo and Posnese fucking dancing in front of you. Pretty, must, must have been a bummer. Yeah, it was, sure. yeah, it was pretty, pretty <laughs> surreal, really. But, yeah, it was cool. And then, like, you know, that was, that was you know, one, one, pro I probably did, like, once every two to three weeks up there with that. But then with Doug and Seth, we hosted a like drum and bass night at the Soul House. I remember the Soul House. Uh, there was like two different. There was Clean that started the Monday night drum and bass thing, and that was Alexa Dole and uh, Rich and Rich Raza, and they ran Clean for a while, which I kind of opened up for them during that. And then when they all moved to San Francisco, Doug and Seth and I took over, changed the name to Frolic, and we. I think, if I remember correctly, we had a 10-year run over there, oh, where wow. it was like every Monday night, drunk as holy hell, yeah. drum and bass nights. And I mean, we had, we were getting we were getting press in like the UK magazines and shit about our nights at the fro at No kidding, that's awesome. It's pretty crazy. Like looking back on it, I can't believe we did any of that. I mean, not that I can't believe we didn't do any of it, but it's yeah. just amazing, like what kind of response we got from what we were doing and just like a hole in the wall. Yeah. You know? That's funny, you guys, that's funny because like, I remember going to a lot of like, going to the Soul House and watching the DJs and stuff on like just random nights, like people be like, let's go tonight, you know, just on a random night, like it, it'd be usually if like you were hanging out with a group of ladies and they wanted to go listen to some music or whatever. I mean, the one thing I loved about, if I may jump no, in, please. the one thing I really loved about Soul House was that it was like one of the few places in town, even though, you know, it was affiliated with Simon's, yeah. the same owners and such, but it was the place in town where, like, everybody went. Mm -hmm. Like, it didn't matter, like, you know, where you were hanging out or where you worked or whatever. It wasn't Monday a nights, punk rock, that kind of thing. Like, right. Was, people just, there wasn't a separation there. It was exactly. Just, everybody was just hanging. Yeah, and it was fun. Like, it was yeah. a good time. But then, like, and so, you know, did the Soul House thing for a while. Um, I also had a residency at Speakeasy for, like, seven years on Wednesday nights. How'd you like that? I loved it. Um, you know, it's, the only reason I stopped doing it was because the clientele changed. Um, like, because when I started it, it was, all I did, we played soul and funk. And I think like I remember the times when you played there, like, George, this is, like, right. sure, I remember George used to come you, pretty regularly. Yep. And, you know, I did that with, like, a bunch of different guys. Like, it would be me and one guest every week. Yeah. You know, uh, Brian Ebel, Mike Colby, 
Brazil. Like there's a, there's a lot a litany of dudes that helped me out with that. And uh, so you know, I did that for like seven years. I did uh, I helped out with Mr. Bamboo and friends on the porch when they moved downtown to Common Ground. Yeah. Caused a lot of trouble doing that. Um, surprised I ever actually ended up working at Common Ground. But uh, yeah. So and then you know like. Since then, though, I just, you know, I'll do one-off every once in a while. Yeah. I just, just like, uh, getting back into, like, the speakeasy thing, it was, you know, it, it was a theme night. It was solo funk, and that's what I was playing, yeah. and that was what was expected. And it just got kind of tiresome when, you know, like, every single night you've got 15 different people wanting to hear the newest Britney Spears record or like whatever anything that had nothing to do with what you were doing you know so it's like and you know you know the clientele's changing when they're doing that right exactly and that's and you know really that's what happened was that the clientele got a lot younger when i was in there we were kind of going for like the older crowd kind of like you know trying to not be like a regular games of the bar and then uh that's real stuff right there guys um (laughs) yeah uh, but, uh, like, we were trying to, like, you know, kind of have a place for the older folks to go hang out. And, you know, over the course of seven years, the people that were coming were getting younger and younger and younger. And the older people were starting to have kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, you know, it was one of those things where, you know, we left, we split on animal terms. Like, you know, like, Danny, the owner at the time, was kind of like, yeah, you know, not getting as many people in here, you know, kids don't really want to hear this shit, which, you know, I understand, I'm not, I don't take yeah. offense to it, you, you know, DJing, you're supposed to be playing to the crowd anyway, it's, so. Uh, you're, you're definitely, I, from what I've seen, and like, my, my, talking to people up in New York that are doing it, you yeah. have to be pliable as fuck. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Like, with the crowd, for sure, because sure. like, sure. like, I mean, because, you know, my, you know, Tom. Yeah. He, he does, he, you know, it's funny because he's playing up there now what you were doing yeah, yeah, yeah. back then. That, mm-hmm. that, that off-the-wall funk stuff that nobody, sure. the, the shit that, that, net, that you missed in Goodwill that you should have right. bought because right, right, the record's right. worth $6,000 now. Sure, yeah, it's yeah. so rare. Like, that's what he's doing now up there, and uh-huh. he's having great, great shows. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, They're I, killing I, it up there. I've talked to him a couple times. It's about ridiculous. It. I mean, it's just so funny that... Gainesville, well in advance of moving here, 
And, you know, I went to Tallahassee to check that school out. I hated, I, I hated Tallahassee. Like, I, I can't even begin to tell you. I, I never want to see clay again in my life. But, uh, you know, and I just really had that sense that, like, I, Gainesville was, like, my home away from home already. So, so maybe, you had that feeling, too, when you moved sure. here. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had, you know, over the course of the six years, I had many you, friends did, move here. Did you just have, okay, so, like, did you just happen to come here on a whim and visit one time and then leave and just be like, Gainesville, something happened while I was there that it kind of... Yeah, I mean, it was always shows. I mean, like, you know, we would we would drive up from Daytona for whatever, you know, whatever show we want to see, and, you know, I already had friends living wow, here. I wish I could do this every night. Yeah, yeah, it was just like, wow, this place is exactly the type of place I want to live in. Yeah. And, you know, like, when we moved up here, you know, it was awesome. And, like, you know, in the early 90s, like, it was a little different than it is now, like, Give me your version of it. I think that people were a little more, I wouldn't say open-minded, but I would think that they weren't so car, car compartmentalized, maybe. Okay. Like, you could come up and hang out with, like, you know, three different sets of friends who, you know, themselves probably didn't hang Skater, out. Skater, raver. Yeah, yeah. And it did Goth kids. Yeah, and even. Like pretty much everybody yeah. always hung out together, you yeah. know. And like, no, you're right. And now it's kind of like... Not in a bad way, but it's definitely a little more compartmentalized. Like I people tend that. Pe people tend to go to specific places now, yes. whereas like kind of in the early to mid '90s and even even the early 2000s, it was kind of more of like everybody was kind of going you everywhere go, you together. Would go to salty dog. Huh? Yeah, yeah. You would go down the salty dog. Sure. You would go down the cafe. Yeah. You would go downtown. You know, like you yeah, would, totally. right. You would hit all the all the spots because that is true too. And it, it's kind of funny because back then everybody worked all over town. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Now it's the, it's definitely yeah. a different thing. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, like, I think that we, I think maybe, and I don't mean this in a bad way. Maybe we compartmentalized ourselves. Sure. I mean, I can totally manner, see that. In town. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, like I mean, you know, the kids complaining about wanting to hear Britney Spears while I'm playing the phone. <laughs> exactly. Like you know. I definitely is going to make me compartmentalize myself. Yeah, <laughs> just a little bit, for sure. Well, that's awesome. Um, <laughs> uh, when, when, what was your, um, trying to think, what was your, is this something that you found that you, um, after living in Gainesville, is this like saying that you were, if this was 2015 and you were 20 years old, right? Knowing what you know now, would this be a, a, um, a same type of move? I think so. I mean, like, like I don't know. Like, like I said, like having worked at the Phillips Center, I kind of caught the tech bug. I, like I wanted to, after having worked at the Phillips Center, like I wanted to work in like events and yeah. putting on shows and doing that kind of stuff. And you know, where you have the opportunity at the Phillips Center to do a lot of cool things. Like, you know, like all the different acts that come through, all the bus and truck musicals, like Neil deGrasse Tyson and Maya Angelou and Bill Nye, and like, you know, like, and actually having met these people and having to spend like six to eight hours with those them. Are, those are some smart people. <laughs> uh, you know, having to like work with them from like, you know, five to ten hours or whatever was pretty awesome. Like, you know, and I totally appreciated it. The only drawback there was that, you know, once you're in the tech department there, you know, you can get so far up, it's really hard to, like, land that, you know, UF team job. So, you know, it's, it's nice. I mean, it, it was a lot of fun doing it, but, you know, after three years, I kind of realized I had gotten as far as I was going to get it, and it was time to move on. And it was funny because 
getting the job here, I came in, and a good friend of mine, Sean Machino, was managing it at the time. He and I had worked together at Common Ground. Right. We basically have all done, like, basically if I quit a job, he usually Somehow. takes over for me yeah. or vice versa. <laughs> and, uh, like, he was working here, and, like, I was, you know, I'm, like, almost at the end of my run at the Phillips Center. And, uh, you know, I came in and was, like, gave Sean an application just looking for a bartending job, you know, just to make cash while I'm still looking for a job. And he was like, nah, dude. And he's like, nah, that's not going to work. He's like, you know, uh, I think I have a different idea for you. I'm like, okay, cool. And, like, he's like, come back in, you know, in a couple of days, and, you know, Alan Scott are going to want to interview you. Yeah. So I come in, sit down. I'm thinking I'm interviewing for a bartending job or some shit. Yeah. Lo and behold, no, Sean was wanting to get out of here, and they were looking for an appropriate <laughs> manager. And I was like, oh, well, hell yeah, I'll do that. So, And then I've been here for just over a year now, and it's awesome. I, I dig it. Um, it's, you know, it's a, it's a trip because, you know, we flipped this place from, like, a wedding reception, hence all the yeah. linens over here in the corner and stuff like that, into a concert venue, and sometimes I have four hours to do it. Yeah. You know, and it's, you know, it's, it's a trip because, you know, it's a lot of work and it's a lot of fun. It's a, fu- it's a fucking hustle. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like... I, know, I get people like it's no, it's no joke for for all of you that honestly if you if you, if you don't know what this stuff entails just even on a small level in which he's putting it together right now you're looking at maybe I don't know 150 square feet 200 square feet of platform that has to be put down everything's got to be leveled out you know each thing's got to have everything screwed in then you got to add all these like. 250-pound sneaker racks. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, this isn't a joke. This is stuff that, I mean, and that, and that's what's cool and what I, I'm trying to get across. Like, you could, this man's doing, you know, exerting himself on a Sunday morning for the love of Gainesville and music. I mean, he, you know, we can, we can make laughs at it and jokes at it, but at the end of the day, he does it because he loves it. I mean, you can tell. I mean, every day I've seen Doc... I, I don't think actually that's something I gotta say, and I gotta I gotta thank you for that. You're you're a good person with this, and you always have been. You're probably one of the top people that I, when I see you, you're you're most likely to have a smile on your face oh, that's good to hear. than not. You know what I mean? Like you know, because I even like I remember like he he also uh, he's still coaching the softball. Right. Uh, so I manage the tall boys. Managing the tall boys yeah. still. And, uh, the local softball team, what league? Uh, we're in the city of Gainesville Men's Monday Night League. Okay. So people, uh, if you're ever moving to Gainesville and you want to play softball, you might not get on that team, but there are many other teams to join. Uh, well, yeah, with that, with that regard, like, you know, the tall boys, we kind of operate out of, like, of the Lucy's background. Lucy's does a lot of... Uh, uh, sponsorship for us. They buy jerseys. They buy yeah, yeah. Balls, like all that. Oh, stuff. that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but then you know you've got like all a bunch of other teams. You know you've got uh, I think it's Ladybirds Exotic Pets, which is a lot of the guys from the Atlantic. You've got uh, I think they're they're Eastside Furries this time around, and it's like the guys from Boca Fiesta. Okay. So it's furries. like it's like yes. Yeah, I, 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 I believe the story with that is is that oh, they turned man. in their paperwork to the city of Gainesville. Right. With their name as the East Side Furies, and they as a as a shout out to you know uh, yeah. warriors, of course. But <laughs> the city, in their infinite wisdom, turned them into the furries. 
stuffed animals that have sex with each other. Mm. So that's pretty funny. That could make an interesting <laughs> softball game. <laughs> <laughs> you're out. But, uh, <laughs> you're really out. You're really out. <laughs> Get back in. But uh, so it's a lot of fun. I, you know, it started, the whole thing started off as just a bunch of people, like a bunch of us from like Common Ground. Drunk, bars, drunk softball sometimes. Sunday, Sunday drunk softball. Yeah. It's morphed into every Monday night now where like, I mean, I think. For years now. You guys have been doing this? This is our 18th. This is our 18th season for the tall ball. So you get so three per two. It's usually two a year. So yeah, I mean, wow, dude, that's crazy. That I've been running the tall boys. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's. I mean, it trips me out every time I think about it. Like I've been playing this stupid fucking game for almost a decade. That being said, no I money. Still have a lot of fun. Oh, no, 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 no cash reward for no, all no, this no. hard labor. <laughs> the act is enough. No, for sure. But um, yeah, I mean. It's, been really fun. It's always it's also really really fun when like you know like our distributors and stuff have teams out there and like you know we'll go out and they run their fucking mouths and they get beat and then the next day I come into work and they're dropping off deliveries and I get to talk all the shit back to us. Yeah, nice. So um so okay so then I'm gonna get into uh I wanna get into the best stuff. Sure. Um this is your you said your second one here you we you did. Seven, seven at, at Common, Common Ground. ground. Yeah. Um, and then before all that, we had uh, when I was at Smoke, we were like pretty big sponsors and stuff. So yeah. If uh, if everything holds out this week, this will be my 14th that I've 14th. been involved with in one one sense or another. Right. I, I actually take a pass. I haven't done anything since Common Ground closed. Sure. Uh, feel very sad about that. Yeah. I, I would I would actually still be working there even with the job that I have now. <laughs> If I could, uh, my wife like my wife was giving me shit last night. And she's like, "You hated that shit." She's like, like "You always complain." I was like, "No, but you don't understand. It's a different type of complaining. It's it's a complaint of love. It's it's uh, it's more like complaining about look at the shit I have to deal with." Yeah, I I would rather deal with this shit than other than other shit. I think is what it you know. Complaining, complaining is good when you're in that type of uh, that type of work. I think it, it helps. It helps build character and it helps with the humor as well. Because usually out of the complaining comes the funny stuff. Absolutely. You know, because usually by the end of the night, especially if you know the beginning sucks and the complaining just works out to the end. By the end of the night, someone's gonna have a story, or it's just gonna turn into something that's even more amazing. So, what do you think about the stuff? How have you been enjoying the stuff? Um. Personally, I love that. Yeah, I think it's great. Um, a lot of it has to do with the people I've met. Um, you know, like not this year. He decided like we've met friends that like we would have never met before if it hadn't been for Seth. Right. So like coming over, hanging out, and just like throwing down with people. And like there's a good friend of mine, uh, Newport Andy from Newport Wales, and uh, he came over. We just kind of like bumped into him at Common Grounds one year out on the porch, and just like I think Allie started making fun of his accent or something, <laughs> and like we just kind of hit it off. Yeah, of course. Allie's my girlfriend. For those of you who don't know, something's uh, wrong with you. She's a uh, she's guitar player for Thunderclap. If you get the chance Friday night at Friday Market night. Street, check it out. It will be awesome, guaranteed. I've been listening to them practice for the last three weeks. 
It'll be rad. really awesome. I'm glad. I'm glad that. Uh, I'm glad to see a, a woman in a in a band. Sure. Like yeah, that. I, I, I'm super stoked on that. Uh, that's something I kind of. Which I kind of like. There's some other people I want to interview. I've been trying to get some some of the ladies here in town, and I don't know if none of them are ready. They're, I think they're all waiting to see if I actually follow through with a bunch of these first right, 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 you know. Absolutely. Which I understand because ladies, all the kinks out. ladies make sure that everything's right before they say yes to anything because they're smart that way. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, boys like to jump in. So. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So like, you know, like this guy Andy, he was staying at the Holiday Inn. And like, you know, for a couple of years, and one year he called, you know, he sent us a message and was like, yeah, I just don't think I can do it this year. He's like, you know, I, the, 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 uh, the hotel is going to kill me. And we're just like, well, don't fucking stay at the hotel. Like, I've got a couch, you know. And he's been back intermittently ever since. You guys actually have, that, you're over there at the beach, you guys have a couple uh, Germans that come over? Yeah, uh, the, the guys from Hamburg, Germany. Uh, they all come over. It's you kind uh, of like a crew of like six people that come. Yeah, it always varies from right? year to year. It's like uh, they're here every year. Yeah, and they always stay with That's us. That's the vacation fun time for those oh, yeah. kids. And uh, holy cow! Like they're they're either in the band, no weather talks, or you know, good friends of those folks. And it's usually somewhere between. Uh, yeah, great band. Uh, they are all Southern Fest. Can't remember exactly where right now. So check it out. Look uh, it up on the best. Uh, another female in a band. You should love it. Uh, but uh, they come over, and for me, Fest basically is a two-week affair, two-week-long affair, because they get here like the Monday before Fest, <laughs> right? And they don't leave until like, like the following weekend. Because they take a week to yeah, recover. Do. Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So for two weeks, I've got you know anywhere between six and. Ten Germans hanging out in my living room. That's you know. crazy, and it's fun. I mean, we have a great time hanging out with all of them. They're they're great, great folks. I think that's a that's a uh, I've enjoyed. That's the benefit, I guess, of the, the, the having something like this that takes uh, a lot of work, a lot of stress, a lot of tension, a lot of prep. But at the end of the day, you. I don't know. I guess it's one of the things that uh, you're kind of you're super stoked on it because you have that ability to meet like how how you've had that that chance to meet new family, new, uh, people from you know somewhere else you probably would have never met, and it right. was music that brought you guys together. It was uh, you know you happen to come here for music, and he just happened to come here for music, and he's from the other side of the world. You know, yeah. like that's what's so cool about like doing this kind of stuff and living here is that you have the opportunity of you never know what you're going to come across or run run into, especially during the past. Right. Absolutely. You know, you, there, there's there's many a stories, I'm sure. Um, also, um, let me ask you, music-wise, because I've been trying to ask everybody, what what would you say, out of the time that you've lived here, probably one of your, it could be a favorite fest show, maybe, that you saw? Sure. Maybe tell yeah. Tell me your favorite fest show. Um, I mean, last year's was pretty epic. Uh, we had all like basically all the bands that I wanted to see were at the Woolly last year, and like you know working the barricade right in front of Buzzo. Yeah, like it was pretty awesome. <laughs> uh, you know, and like we got like and you got to hang out with those guys. For, you got to hang out I mean, with most of those people for a little bit, didn't you? Sure. Uh, 
Buzzo and the Melvins were a little reserved. They, you know, they wanted to get in. Get, yeah, sure. Uh, exactly. But, uh, you know, like they, it no was beyond, no offense to Republicans. Um, but, uh, you know, it was, it was a really good weekend last year. And, you know, I'm obviously hoping that this year is going to be just as good. Yeah. I mean, we've got really good lineup here this year, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. But, I mean, as far as, like, shows that fucking I remember, I mean, I remember Matt Brink mentioned that Frank Black and the Catholic show at the, at the old Common Grounds. That, yeah. That show was ridiculous. Um, yeah, Matt, you know, and Matt mentioned a lot of good. Oh, yeah, okay, absolutely. That has a much better memory of, like, what shows were what than I do. For me, it's a lot of it just blended all together. <laughs> you know, like, seeing, like, yep. seven bands a week yep. for seven years. Three a night. So, yeah. Three a night, seven days a week. Yep. So, it was like, <laughs> and, but, like, the, the most recent show that I really, really enjoyed that was here at the Woolies was uh, uh, for the top 15th anniversary party. They had a Mercury program come, play, come in and play. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I, I, it was amazing. Like, those guys are blow my mind every time they play. Such great musicians all around. And Avery actually opened up for them. So yeah, another, all, another yeah shout all out to I'm them. sorry I missed that show. I would have really enjoyed to see that one. It was free. I know. I'll <laughs> probably clean it, clean it and portable that day. Oh, some a couple of turds and wanted to just stay home that night. Sure. Depressed. I can understand that. I can't believe children shit that big. <laughs> That's funny because uh, that, that topic came up in a conversation I had last night with Danny Wells talking about it. <laughs> I guess he was at security on the curb. He was at Persimmons doing like the, car, the, the pumpkin carving. Yeah. I guess one of the kids decided, this little, little toddler decided to. Pull like, a dude. Pull, drop, drop, trial, drop trial and pull a duty. And, uh, Here's some peace. That was almost virtually the same comment Danny had last night. He was like, I can't believe you were taking shit back there. Dude, I, I have one where a kid this past week, or yeah, the, the, the toilet was stopped up. Oh, yeah. So what he the, the kid did was I guess they were so embarrassed about whatever was in the toilet, they took it out of the toilet and, and put it in a, in a tissue box and shoved it underneath the sink and tried to hide it with paper towels on top of it. Like, bury it like a dog, practically. I was like, you foul little mother humper. Holy shit. It was so... I, I had to laugh because I, like, I was like, this kid is horrible at, at playing hide the duke. I was like, you, you know, I was like, like any any kid with any intellect would have put it in the upper deck. <laughs> you're, you're absolutely right. You know, like you don't, you don't, you know, there's no putting it in a box and sitting out. It's just you put it in the upper deck. The water stays brown for a little bit, and then everything's good. You know. True. What's wrong with the water? What, you know? I was just clocking out so we could just sit here and oh. chill for a little bit. Okay, cool. I, cool. I think I'm I'm in a good spot where I can relax. Okay, cool. But um. So what is it? Is this a place? Do you feel games is a place that you are um, you know today? Yeah, I mean, that, you know, over the years I've gone through like different emotions about whether I you know feel like I'm going to stay in Gainesville forever or not. Um, presently, I kind of just love it, so I can't see myself really going anywhere else. Do you think? Because I have had this. Do you think? 
the not moving has a lot to do with how easy it is to live here? Or I mean, maybe, I think, for me, this is what, I'm sorry to ask this question. Uh, interrupt. For me, it's the people first, and then everything else is secondary. I would totally agree with that. You know um, what I mean? I don't know if it's that I've, I've gotten lucky or if it's just the people I've met, but like, even like my most asshole-ish friends in town are not really assholes. Right. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, you're right. You're right. Like, it, I, I don't know if it's just that I only became friends with good people or not, but there seems to be a, a plethora of good folks around. Yeah. And, you know, everybody's always in the middle of something, you know, everybody's got so much stuff going on to begin with. Yeah. And then, so that, that creative aspect is there, and I think, you know, I, I, I like I said, I haven't lived anywhere like Gainesville. Yeah. And it, I guess it's just, it just seems the most like home to me. It does. Like, it's weird. Like, I, 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 I don't think it's just, because I was trying to figure out the other day, because I want to do a, an expat interview tour up the sure. East Coast. Awesome. Uh, in the spring, all the way up in New York, and probably Ooh. get like a couple people. Hopefully, I can get a couple people up in New York, like four or five interviews. I want to get like a week tour and do like a full week sure. podcasting thing, and I'm going to have video included too. So, why do you think? If you know, because I'm kind of curious, because to me, moving from Gainesville, like, I, I know some of you people from Sarasota that moved here, right? Moved back to Sarasota, still there. Moved here, moved to Atlanta, stayed in Atlanta for a bit, then moved to New York and stayed there. You know, like, I wonder, I'm not, I, I don't want to assume, but I'm wondering what it is that it is about Gainesville since that, that I've talked to so many people that have found as much as they, as they have found here, with it being as simplistic as it is, and the opportunities. Yeah, I think. What do you think it is about other people that take off to the bigger city? I think that like, because in 2000, like I I cut out of here for a little bit. I moved to Atlanta. Had a bunch of friends up there, and they had, they were opening the head shop up there. So I kind of cut out of smoke for a little while. I think I was gone for like six eight months. And uh, you know, I went to Atlanta and. It was, you know, it's impossible to live in Atlanta, like, unless you've got, like, a six-figure job where, you know, you're raking it in. And, like, if you're working in a head shop in Atlanta, you're not, you're not cutting it. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, and the opportunities there, you know, like, there are a lot of places in Atlanta to do things at. Yeah. But everyone that's there is so established, and, and you know, it's, it's kind of difficult to get your foot in the door. Or, if you're not, you know, if you're just showing up in Atlanta and being like, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go DJ or whatever, and like, it's, you know, it's kind of tough. And like, I think that in Gainesville, you know, the standard of living is, you know, a little lower. I don't know, I would say a little lower. I would say it's about the same. But it, you know, it doesn't cost as much to do stuff here, and the opportunities are there. Like, you just have to do it. And right. I feel, I feel like you know the opportunities to do different things, like whether it's like art shows or DJing or, or playing in a band or whatever. Just the opportunities are here. You just have to actually do do it, and then next thing you know, everything that you had hoped for is happening. Yeah. No, that's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, even I mean, the funny thing is too is that you can even be a crappy person. Yeah, sure. In this town, and be the worst. 
you know, human to other human beings and still have a business that does well. Yeah. You know, so even if you horrible people want to move to Gainesville, take advantage of folks. You're more than welcome to move here and do it because it's easy to do that too. You could probably own a coffee shop. <laughs> anyway. So, uh, then, uh, what do you feel, what do you feel is, um, how do you feel the scene has changed in the past? Well, like, like we're saying. The time that you've been here, like saying, especially here downtown or in comparison to like where the school house was originally and how that stuff was. And well, like, kind of like we were saying earlier, like, you know, I think in the, like, early, when I first moved here, it was, like, it wasn't so compartmentalized. And I think, I don't think that that has anything to do with, like, people's attitudes or anything. I think it's just what was available at the mm -hmm. time, you know, like, there was only a select number of places that people could actually hang out. And so everybody kind of commingled together. Whereas now I think, I feel like there's so many different things in Gainesville, so many different places to go, so many different things to see that, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't have that same feel it used to have in the nineties where it was like, just kind of like a big free for all and everybody was hanging out and you could, right, right. you know, you'd walk, walk down the street and like, there'd be like six different barbecues along the street yeah. and you knew all six, you know, people hosting them. They just kind of meander about and have hang out and have a good time. I think it's a little more compartmentalized, but I think it's also a good thing because I think it's because there are more different things and places to do in town. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it, I, you know, I, I don't want to bash the scene or anything. No, no, you know, I mean, I, it's, it's definitely different. Yeah. And it, but, you know, change happens and change is good. What do you think about the music around town? I, lo I, I actually love it. Are you still with what's going on right yeah, now? Absolutely. It, I mean, I feel like the different scenes that are here, like, uh, you know, like the metal scene here is kind of picking up scenes. Yeah, which is kind of cool. Um, yeah, it's awesome. I mean, you know, there was a couple of weeks ago, you know, during a Gators football game, we went to see a metal show over at 8 bit bar. Thunderclap was playing. And, I mean, there was almost 200 people there. Like, oh, you, you never got 200 people to a metal show, much less on a Gator game day. You yeah. Know, like, and it was a night game, so all oh, of those people crazy. were there. And so, you know, it's a lot of them from Ocala, which, you know, can't, not everybody can be perfect. But, you know, it, it was cool. It's good, it's good to see, you know. And yeah. It's good to see, like, people showing up for stuff. Is there, um, is there any advice you would like to give any uh, of the fest travelers heading into town this next weekend? Mm, well, there's the standard ones, you know, lock your car, walk with friends, be safe, that kind of stuff. Um, how should they, how, how, how should they uh, be with service in this town? Um, you know, it depends on where you're at. I mean, obviously, different bars have different staff and those different staffs have different perceptions of what the fest is about. Right. You know, some of some places are a little more accommodating than others. Mm -hmm. um, I think that you should take, you know, as a as a visitor to town, you know, be be polite, be nice. If somebody's being a jerk to you, you know, it's a long weekend. You can go somewhere else. You don't yeah. have to be around that person. That's true. And you know, it's very important to pace yourself. That's another thing. It is a it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. That's right. Uh, yeah, you guys really watch out for each other out there. Actually, absolutely. that's a good thing too. Uh, uh, guys, um, if you see anything wrong happening. And you know what I'm talking about. Make sure to do the right thing and speak up. 
uh, anybody's attacked or you, anything bad like that happens, which I hope doesn't, but you never know. So just everybody keep an eye out on each other. Uh, who you are, are all the bands you want to see this year here at the Woolly? You're going to be catching some stuff. No, up? there's a, unfortunately there's a lot of bands that aren't, aren't the Woolly that I would love to see. <laughs> see right. But being you know being the production manager at the Woolly means that I will be here from you know AM 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 you know Thursday Friday Saturday yeah. yeah. So, which is fine. I'm not, you know, I'm not complaining about it. I yeah, it's work. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's work uh, for sure. But yeah, you know, it's it's nice to not have to worry about waiting in line for the best, my best band, or like, <laughs> yeah, you know, doing that stuff because I know where I'm going to be, yeah. you know, and it doesn't matter. I'm going to try to, you know, I'm going to try to get out of here for you know like a couple stretches where like I take like an hour off and just go like catch like take a break. Yeah, and... take well catch like thunderclap and try. I'm gonna, Try to catch uh, no weather talk, a couple other bands. But I'm also realistic, and you know the Woolies got a really good lineup here, and the likelihood of me actually being able to cut out for an hour is very low. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, I'd really like to, you know, I'd like to be able to hang out a little more during the fest. But at the same time, you know, there's a job that needs to be done, and you know, for I need, sure, I need to do it. So. And and we appreciate you doing that job, man. Um. I'm not going to bother you anymore. Like I said, this is uh, this is not the last time we'll be talking. This sure. is something that, like I said, was, was a continuous thing. Uh, Doc was actually one of the first people to listen to my one of my first podcasts and gave me some very positive uh, um, reinforcement on it because I'm still nervous as a baby deer in the crosshairs about this whole thing. But it's um, it's a journey for me. Uh, it's helped me connect. Uh, with my friends even more than awesome. more more than, and you're doing a great job. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, that. No and uh, I appreciate you that and um, like I said, uh, this will not be the last time we talk. I think I'm gonna also be out and about during the fest. I think I'm gonna be doing a lot of video blogging. Cool. Probably. Awesome. So um, hopefully I can pick you up and catch you in some <laughs> moments of hey, fun. Sure. And uh, I'm sure if you come by, there'll be moments. Yeah. Of and and, and Doc, uh, uh, like I said, I've always appreciated you uh, as a friend. You've always been a straight up dude to me. Um, Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I always appreciated working for you when you were my manager at, at Common Grounds. You were always cool. You always backed me up. You were never. Uh, never dick to me. And nobody there was actually, and that I was kind of an annoying guy for a while. <laughs> and these people have always well, been very yeah. kind to me. But uh, I appreciate you very much, and uh, I love you. That's awesome. Love yeah. you. And uh, you all have a beautiful weekend. Uh, there'll be more coming at you. I got this guy coming up this week. Also, we got Army and Ponch coming up this week for their 15 year later record. Awesome. Didn't take long enough. Uh, but uh. We're we're looking forward to that. I, I'm looking forward to that show. I hope I hope that one's blasting out. Uh, hopefully, I can get some uh, women on here soon. I'd really like to push a lot of the women out here that are doing their thing and getting their businesses started. And uh, yeah, get the word out. Come on, I'm here to support you. I want to support you so bad. It's not even funny. But uh, this is Pops and Doc. Uh, sure. And if I can, like to say. We'll see you in a few years, Andy, Newport Andy. Uh, if I could do two shout-outs real quick. Please. Uh, check out at Celtic Rock Roars. Uh, it's a, I'm a Celtic supporter, Glasgow Celtic. Uh, it is a music-themed Celtic podcast. And also to Belfast Boy, 
Uh, he does another one where he, okay. he, he uh, actually does his synopsis of the game oh. while he walks to work. Okay. And then he also does like a playlist before each show. Oh, I thought I picked it up. So it's pretty, both of them are pretty cool. They're both musically oriented soccer uh, okay. podcasts that if you get the chance to check out, you definitely should. They're both great, great, great podcasts. I can tell you this. I, if, if my family would have stayed over there, it probably would have been a hooligan. Oh, I'm sure. There would have been a good chance that that would have been... That would have been me. Yeah, <laughs> all of us, we all have been sitting there with scars around our necks. That's yeah. for damn sure. He wants to fight about it. <laughs> all right, y'all have a beautiful week. All right, thanks, bye. Peace and love, y'all. Bye.